every morning. Arabile Gumede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. 731, the so-called inclusionary housing policy that was adopted by the city of Johannesburg, which envisages the rich and poor living side by side in some of the city's ex, uh, exclusive residential developments, has garnered mixed reaction from private property development developers. rather. And uh, to talk to us a little bit more about it is Ray Maslaka, who is a MoneyWeb contributor, and he's written that article that I mentioned yesterday that you can find on the MoneyWeb site. Uh, Ray, perhaps you could share with us... Um, when it comes to the mixed reaction, why are these, uh, I suppose, the residential developers and industry bodies divided? Well, Anastasia, the city of Johannesburg has stepped up its efforts um, to provide social housing um, and affordable housing throughout the city of Johannesburg. Um, the policy itself uh, it really compels property developers to allocate at least 50% of any new residential development um, comprising of about 20 or more units to what, what is called um, affordable and social, uh, affordable housing, basically. So let's put it into context. If a developer develops uh, 40 residential units in an apartment building in Rose Bank uh, and Stanton in Johannesburg, which are uh, regarded as exclusive uh, uh, areas in the city, they, 40 of those units have to be considered, I mean, to, Top, top of those 40 units, rather, have to be considered as affordable housing. So you can imagine the stuff there that property developers uh, so far have had free reign to develop, uh, you know, as many units they want, uh, targeting uh, different segments such as higher uh, uh, LSM uh, and really um, higher income earners as well. So now the city is saying that, you know, we're taking away that free reign that you've had and you have to uh, uh, allocate a portion of your of your um, uh, you know apartment buildings or developments to social housing, and actually capping the prices uh, at which property developers can charge for rental units and for um, uh, 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 units for sale. So the industry is a bit divided, saying that um, the policy is a bit onerous. It might also um, deter property developers from also investing in residential um, units as well, because uh, it seems like the city of Johannesburg is now playing a, a nanny uh, municipality over how developers can develop their own uh, residential units. Are there property developers that are in support of this uh, move? Yes, um, I spoke to about two developers. One of them are in called Baldwin Properties, which is a JSE-listed uh, uh, Property developer that specializes in developing residential um, uh, units uh, for sale and for rent. They are in full support of this of this uh, policy. They believe that uh, property developers have a role um, in in eliminating uh, what is called spatial inequality in Johannesburg, um, as well as the country as well. By the way, um, you know that uh, you know unfortunately the legacy of our pride case has meant that. People, uh, you know, people, for example, who live in Soweto, um, travel for a long time to get to work and spend a lot of money to, to reach economic nodes. That is a last year released um, a, a, a piece of research saying that um, South Africans spend about 40% of their income on public transport to reach work, which is quite high 
given that the global average is about 10%. So there is a bit of special, there is a special inequality as a result of apartheid. And Bowen Poverty believes that it is the role of developers to fix this and bring South Africans closer to economic nodes and places of work and play. I understand as well that uh, the city has offered some of the property developers, well, most of the property developers, four options uh, through which they comply with this policy. What are some of those options? So, um, under the draft policy, which was under an intense debate since last year, the city of Johannesburg only offered property developers one option to comply with with um, the policy. They said that, um, you know, the, the, the basic reasoning was that, um, you know, the, 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 the rental that uh, property developers can charge would be capped uh, at about 2,100 per month. This would be targeted at households earning less than 7,000 per month. And there was an outcry from the property developer, well, from property developers saying that the, the, the option was, unuse, it was unworkable, it was difficult to implement, especially property developers who, who develop um, the sectional title schemes uh, in exclusive suburbs like West Bank and Sankton. But the end of the adopted policy has added three more options, giving uh, property developers the option to develop uh, units that are, that are, that are very, very in size, so a, you know, a minimum of 18 square meters to a maximum of 30 square meters, um, so, so, so the, the city has also included an option in which um, property well, it will give property developers the free reign and to include um, housing, uh, inclusionary housing uh, sectional council schemes. So leaving it up to developers to comply and negotiate with the city on how they would best uh, how they would best uh, comply with the scheme. Um, there's also incentives that are offered by the city, such as increased density. Uh, increased space uh, for for their development um, when they receive zoning and land rights as well, um, and as well as limited parking as well for those inclusionary housing and those sectional council schemes as well. But uh, developers that I've spoken to actually wanted monetary incentives such as tax rebates, uh, a discount on uh, zoning rights and land usage rights. But I can imagine in a, in a context in which uh, South Africa is is uh, battling in terms of the fixed uh, revenue collection effort and um, that you know tax incentives would be near impossible at this point. Ray, uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. That's Ray Masaka, who is a MoneyWeb uh, contributor. You can find his article on uh, the Money website if you want to read more about what's been happening. And, of course, uh, also follow him on uh, Twitter to find out a little bit more as he continues to uh, cover that story. The title of that article is Mixed Response to the City of Johannesburg's Inclusionary Housing Policy. Chantal, I'm going to have to put you on the spot here just a little bit. And I know I asked you this um, before we started the show. I'm going to let you think about the answer a little bit. And it's about none other than Warren Buffett. A lot of guys love him. And a lot of guys uh, must have read his letter that he released to uh, Berkshire um, investors on uh, Saturday from beginning to end because they take up everything that he says and i know one particular um business publication business uh, media site which i used to work for uh cnbc that loves him like they love to quote 
anything Warren Buffett says. And there's an article in the Wall Street uh, Journal where he acknowledges that he overpaid uh, for Kraft Heinz. And he says that he's not planning to change its uh, you know, the Berkshire Hathaway's ownership stake in the company despite the struggles. So we're going to go to traffic and I'll find out what exactly you think of Warren Buffett and his investment strategy. Let's have a look at uh, traffic.